Good evening and welcome to Couch Potato Radio. A short one before we head to Minnesota Wild Hockey as they host the Montreal Canadiens. Derek Hansen with you. Polly Lyons is producing. You can give us a call anytime at 237-5948. A lot of Viking news, sad news today with Adam Zimmer uh, passing away at 38. Still some details on that. Uh, still going to be released, I think, as the oncoming days are going. Certainly the former coach, you feel bad for him and his family. He's been through so much already in his life, uh, losing his wife over 20 years ago. And uh, so we'll kind of get to that part of it, but we'll also talk a little bit about what's going on with all the trading going on. John Holler's with us, long time, a friend of the show, long time Viking beat writer with USA Today right now. And uh, hello, John, how you doing? This is kind of like um, I, baseball and the NBA. They have nothing on the NFL right now. This is the most trading deadline stuff I've seen in a long, long, really long time here. Yeah, I mean, the trade deadline used to be teams just offloading their hot garbage. You know, right. some guy who's, okay, we don't want him here anymore. He's a locker room cancer. Now you're seeing real talented game changers moving. I mean, I, I think the salary cap in the modern NFL has made it such that all these teams with the 40 and $50 million quarterbacks, you have to make a big move. And I, I think the Rams have become the template. What, let's win now. I mean, when you, when you see what Buffalo has done with their defense in the offseason, you know, not only Von Miller, but getting big guys for Leslie Frazier in the middle of the line like Phillips, I'm telling you, these guys, they're, they're taking the Rams template and they're running with it, that if you are in a position to win, which, you know, I don't know what the feeling is among the fans up there about uh, the Vikings being 6-1, and one, but you are what your record says you are. Right. And – the fact that Green Bay looked afraid against Buffalo on, you know, every team in the division lost last week. So when the Vikings win, it was like two wins across the board. And they felt they had to make a big move, and they did. Well, there's Smith Jr. going out, and he's been often injured, so he might have, you know, he might be in his last run, run here with the Minnesota Vikings. To pick well, up they a, put him on IR today, so he's gone for a hook. Right. You know? But I'm just saying, you know, you get a TJ Hawkinson in, and – Viking fans know him all too well. He's been a Viking killer. This guy can play, and he's he's all around a good tight end. He can he can block. He can go out and get it, much like you know we talked about in the red zone. Kyle Rudolph, the way he would used to do that was his biggest plus, right? But he's much more of an all around right. tight end than Kyle Rudolph was. Oh yes, and first round tight ends do not come around very often. No. I mean, Detroit has a history of it. Detroit's like the one team that says yes, we see one, we like it. You know, Eric Ebron. And then Hawkinson, like four years later, but it wasn't. It wasn't just well, Detroit's crazy. It was any mock draft you saw back then when it when he came out in the draft. I, I believe it was nineteen or eighteen. But he's he's got his fifth year option next year. But um, everybody had him going in the first round just because he was that sort of talent, and because he played Big Ten. I got to see him a few times, you know, on TV. Uh, but I, I've also seen him in person and this guy is a difference maker and it, it, it's a move that Rick Spielman and his crew would never, ever, ever have made. Well, they do not yeah. believe in giving up draft picks. And, you know, when you look at it realistically, the Vikings are giving up a second next year, getting a fourth back. They're giving up a third in 24 and getting a fourth back. So it's not, uh, uh, oh, my God, they gave up a second and a third round pick for this guy. They're getting some equity back. So it's basically, if you look at the draft, the draft chart that the NFL says doesn't exist, 
uh, basically we traded a second round pick to get him. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I was surprised that the fourth round picks are getting back because I would have given up a second and a third for him straight up. I mean, you just don't get guys like this very often. And it's important as, I mean, after Kittle, after, you know, you're looking at the, the I'm going blank, Kelsey from Kansas City, right? I mean, with Gronk gone, he's right up there in the top five for sure. Maybe the, the third one that we're mentioning there. And they go, don't come around. You're not going to get a guarantee with you. You get a second rounder that could be as good of a tight end as he's going to be. So that's how you have to look at it. Right. I mean, you know, I have uh, Kelsey and Andrews as the top guys. If Darren Waller and Kittle can stay healthy, you have them there. And there's, I have Hawkinson right there in that next group. You know, he is, and keep in mind, he has been the last couple years with Jared Goff, who, you know, not a fan. Yeah. I, I can say that with all honesty. I'm not a fan. And you get a coaching change in there during his tenure and everything changes. You know, it's kind of like Kirk Cousins having a different offensive coordinator every year. I look at him coming in. In Detroit, he was expected to be the number one guy. You know, he was to Detroit what Kelsey is now with without Tyreek Hill in Kansas City, where he is going to be our main threat. You come here where you've got Justin Jefferson taking two guys, Adam Thielen schooling single coverage. He's going to be running free down the seam, and Cousins is going to fall in love with this guy in a hurry. He's what uh, Irv Smith was supposed to be when they drafted him. But that was another, that was a Spielman Zim pick. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting because I think he's a weapon in the red zone that they need along with Adam Thielen. Yeah. Cause I thought people had always asked me about Kyle Ru- Rudolph. I said, well, to me, he was like the tight end version of Chris Carter. He's not going to do much run after the catch, but you need a third down and three, throw it to Rudolph. If, you're, if you need something in the red zone, throw it to Rudolph, right? He's, he's that in, much, much more. I think this is a great pickup. I, I just, I hope they sign him to a long year deal after this year. Yeah, I mean, they. It'll be ten million for the fifth year option next year, and you know, nobody doubles up on a on a uh, franchise tag on a tight end. But I think if things go well, he's. You know, people are talking about the Vikings a little bit. You know, it's funny when they talk about the teams in the NFC. It's like. You know, what's wrong with Tampa Bay? What's wrong with Green Bay? Well, now San Francisco's making a mix. They're making a move. They always talk about the Cowboys, and they can't deny the Eagles because they're the last unbeaten team. You hear everybody talking about Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas. It's like, uh, hello, 6-1 and one over here. You know, <laughs> did we do something yeah. wrong? And the thing is, the Vikings aren't playing perfect football by, by any stretch. They, they can dominate at points. You know, when, when you look at the Chicago game, that first half of that game, my God, they look dominant. And then all of a sudden, at some point, you're going, wait, that 21 nothing leads now a 22-21 deficit? It's those little third-quarter things, you know, before halftime, after halftime things that are, are keeping them from being viewed in the same category as a Philly. Yep. But when you add a piece like this, this tells me, that Quessy and uh, O'Connell want to do something and do it now. And we haven't had that ever because the Vikings always looked as, and, and to a certain extent, rightly so, the draft is your currency. If you don't have draft picks, a young group to come up together, 
to start off as depth guys. And then if you find that diamond in the fourth, fifth round, like Stefan Diggs, a fifth round pick, Thielen, undrafted. And look, look at him now. You know, I mean, the only guys who have more receptions than Thielen in Viking history are Moss and Carter. I mean, that's a pretty good three-headed Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I would say so. This is Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you. Polly Lines is producing. We got John Holler with us. Long hey, time. Polly. Yeah. <laughs> we got Polly Walnut. Polly Walnut's producing. Good yeah, for him. He's been. Hey yo, what's tall up? Difference. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo. Hey yeah. Polly, how you doing? Hey, forget about it. <laughs> That's my guy. Uh, John, I'll get some gabagoo. I'll come over later. Uh, right, John Holler with yeah. us from the USA Today, longtime Viking beat writer, been a good friend of the show over boy, you know, coming up. In, over 20 years, I would say, that we've done this. That's for sure. Uh, Good God. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. Well, you know what? Since you say that, I looked at uh, the bio. You're a legend, and I'm, an, I'm a hanger-on. Oh. You're like Elvis, and oh, I'm like yeah. one of the guys in the Memphis Mafia that just say, hey, like, reflecting in your glow. Yeah, for sure. Sh- yeah, I'd like, I'd like to believe that. Um, it's true. It, you look at a situation here with the uh, Vikings, too, what they're doing, and – they got to be looking at the six and one record, having that big of a lead against the Packers, knowing you lost to the Eagles on week two in an embarrassing fashion. But who knows what's going to happen in January? You don't want to go to Philadelphia. The 49ers are good, but they're not unstoppable, even though they got McCaffrey. I mean, the NFC is ripe for the picking right now. They got to strike while the iron's hot. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing about the record that they have is it doesn't, if Philadelphia wins their division, it doesn't matter what Dallas does or the giants. I, I think the giants are kind of a house of cards that, that will eventually fall. Cause you can't survive over a 17 game schedule now, depending on running the ball exclusively, because you just don't have the receivers to get the job done. But if it, it doesn't matter if, if Philadelphia is, let's say Philadelphia goes 14 and three Dallas goes 13 and four, they're a wild card. So they have to go on the road wherever they're playing because they're a wild card. The best they can be is a fifth seed. If the Vikings can force teams as long as possible, because only one team gets a bye now, if they can force teams as long as possible to come to the bank in January, oh, yes, please. Yeah. I mean, that will be an advantage that will be pronounced. Well, yeah, I mean, even if you don't get the bye, like you said, that number two seed's big just for that. I mean, just just the fact. Yeah. That if, I mean, just the fact that you can go those first two weekends, play at a, t- a place that you haven't lost at yet. Yeah, that's a huge factor. I don't think there's any doubt that that will be a big factor once they get down to it, come up in January. I, what's your take on the line? I mean, I, I don't watch it as closely as some people do, but that left side. I mean, everyone's talking about Ezra Cleveland and Darius uh, as they're the next coming, and and that's great to hear because we haven't talked that positive about the uh, offensive line in quite some time. No, and you were a big Stussy guy way back in the day. I didn't mind but Stussy. Holding, holding number 73. No kidding. Yeah, okay. well. But, no, but yeah, it, it, the, the, thing, the thing that stands out to me about Derisaw is I, I rarely hear his name mm-hmm. on a broadcast. And, you know, or, or when you're at a game, you rarely hear his name out of a referee's mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, holding. And you're like, he's doing his job. And the, the bet, you know, it, it, it's like really good refs are ones that you don't even notice are there. Correct. That's kind of the same way it is with offensive line that if you're not hearing their name called, 
if they're not showing him getting greased on the second or third replay of the sack where Cousins fumbles, you're like, this guy's doing his job on 74 of 77 plays. You got to appreciate that. No, for sure. And, well, it's got to help balance out a little bit because we're not talking about Garrett Bradbury as much except for when he gets a silly 15-yard penalty like he did on Sunday, right? I mean, that's and that's a good sign, too. And if he's anchoring out a little bit, that's got to be. And I thought it was interesting that Kevin O'Connell said in his press conference about the running game is that, and you can see it, Kirk Cousins is coming to line calling a lot of these things, and he's doing well at it, something that the previous regime would never let him do, right? Okay, now his son died. It's a bit too soon to be bashing on Zim. But, yes, you're you're correct. Well, he, I mean, I'm talking the whole uh, kitten caboodle, too. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's the the thing that I've had my biggest takeaway from this season in the limited time that I've been around the guys is that it is a completely different atmosphere. Oh, yeah. That was well, that was around before because Zim was was intense on everything he did. I mean, the fact that Cam Dantzler is still even in the NFL is a tribute to the fact that he needs the money because Zim mentally abused the guy. And just you can tell when a corner is, is, a, is a position that you get burned too often. When you show up on other guys' highlight films as the guy chasing down the guy who just took an 80-yarder to the house – that's, you know, the Willie Teal experience for older fans where Willie Teal showed up on a lot of highlights. Just it was other teams highlights. Yes. It's true. And, yep. and Dantzler was kind of becoming that guy. And, you know, I, I think Patrick Peterson is a big help in there, but it's, it's one of those, they're still, they're still kind of a work in progress, but they're having fun. And I'm not sure. I mean, you know, the guys are the guys. When when they're together, they're it's kind of you know. I'm not sure it's fair to make war uh, comparisons like they do. You know that we're in the foxhole together, right, right. and you know we all the outside distractions. And like, well, okay, that's a little much. But when you're having fun, I don't think the Vikings as a, as a group had fun the last three years that Zim was here. Yeah, and that's saying something when it's three years where. You know, Spielman's part of the problem, and it's just this is how it's going to be. And I don't know if Kumbaya always works, but they sure are drinking the Kool-Aid and they're serving it up fast. That is for sure. Um, As far as what you're looking at right now, and we love to kind of beat up on them when they're failing, but, uh, boy, the Packers, you can't ever ever count them out, obviously, with number 12 behind, but (laughs) – it is uh, quite a mess. What I can't figure out about that team, and I saw it a little bit Sunday night too, is their impatience to keep running the ball is bizarre. I just don't get it. Because they're afraid to pass. Well, they're, they're afraid Aaron is going to get beaten up. And Buffalo was the was the best team to try to run against as much as you can. It's but when I think you they don't need to have run confidence. More. I think they need to run more because they do. I mean, they oh were, God, more than they did. More than they did when they were down by seventeen. Well, they should. Buffalo saying we're putting six in the box. If you want to keep running, we'll give you five but, six. But they carry. should have done it earlier. I mean, what I'm saying, and they should have done it earlier against the Vikings. I mean, they they had success in that one drive when they kept giving it to Jones. And I just think they are run first, uh, past second team, which is weird to think with Aaron Rodgers on the team. And uh, how long has it been since somebody said that? I mean, I, I'm not kidding when I tell you Don Makowski 
was the last quarterback when they said, let's run first in Green Bay. Right. Uh, that doesn't even take into account Brett, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and the decade and a half of dominance he had. So it has been a long tick since they have said we need to be a team. But I, we talked about this uh, last summer after they traded Devontae Adams. It's like, you know, we hope our NDSU boy is going to come in there and be the man. But you don't replace Devontae Adams, and we're finding that out. No, that's true. That's very, very true. Well, it should be interesting uh, coming up this week, and obviously a lot of people are thinking that Carson Wentz will be facing the Vikings, but it looks like Mr. Tyler Heineke may not uh, give up that position anytime soon. And he's tricky. He's a former Viking, and he's he's pretty gritty too. Oh, yeah. No, I, I give him a lot of credit. I, I didn't want to see him go when, it, when he went, but I – this is a game that another one where the Viking are, are they better on offense? Yes. Are they better on defense? Yes. The one thing that I don't think it's nearly the credit it should is the special teams, not so much uh, kicking extra points and field right. goals, yeah. but punting, you know, hang time where three guys are waiting on the, on the return guy and a fumble on the punt team over the, over on last Sunday was the difference between I think winning and losing. True. So it's I, I think we're better on all three phases of the game than Washington is. So this should be a game that they have to win, in my view, because going into Buffalo the week after that, mm, you may not want me on the show before that game. Yeah, it could be a little <laughs> tough. Yeah, you need to get that win going that game. That's going to be a tough one. That is for sure. That's right. All right. Well, again, again, 11 o'clock is the pregame show here on KFGO for that. John, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. It's hard to believe it's Tuesday, but uh, it just seems like it's crawling. It's November 1st for crying out loud. I, who thunk? Did you have a good time on uh, Halloween? Do you think fun? No. No. I've often thought that people who dress up for Halloween, who, adults, you know, it's a kid's holiday to me. I mean, sure. when it was taking my kids out trick-or-treating, yes. But, uh, you know, a guy dressed up like Taylor Swift, I'm like, okay, that's probably not the first time you've worn women's clothes, so you're just testing it out for a public run. But I've always considered Halloween and uh, St. Patrick's Day to be the ultimate amateur night. So I've the, the older I get, the more I'm just like, meh. Yeah, New Year's Eve not too far in. beyond that, too. Yes, that's true. Well, New Year's Eve, come on, you know. Yeah, I suppose the, the older we get, we, we're not celebrating another year. No, not <laughs> We're at all. lamenting another year. Oh, my God, I'm older. Look at my driver's license. What? Yeah, very What true. happened? <laughs> all right, John, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again in a few weeks, all right? All right, take care, my brother. Yeah, I will. John Holler, again, our longtime friend, Viking beat writer, longtime Viking beat writer with USA Today now, if you want to check out all of his stuff there. Derek Hansen, Polly Lines with us again. Got World Series coming up over on 740 The Fan. If you're looking for the Wolves, they're on TNT TV tonight with Kevin Harlan. Right here, we got, uh, well, it should be a good one tonight with the Minnesota Wild taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Five, I should say 645 is the pregame show coming up in just a matter of moments. Coming up tomorrow, we'll talk more Vikings football. Pete Bursich, he's going to join us from the Vikings radio network. We'll get his thoughts on this big trade today. TJ Hawkinson coming over from the Detroit Lions. Yes, trading within the division. Pretty interesting times, but that's what the Vikings did. So we'll have that for you. A little CBS uh, news update for you, NFL Network now, and then we'll get to uh, wild hockey right here on KFGO. Again, for Paul Alliance, I'm Derek Hansel. We'll see you again at 6.15. Hennessy on Hockey will be on tomorrow at 6.30. 
Then we'll have uh, KFGO today on the way right after that. Thursday night football after game on hockey. So, yeah, we got a busy week for you, including UND hockey coming up this weekend. So, thanks so much for being with us. Enjoy the rest of this nice night. It looks like uh, tomorrow's going to be pretty nice, too. And then, could have a record, maybe. We shall see. Too tall to have the details coming up here on KFGO.